some knockers so uh here we are episode number one for the taylor trash taylor trash podcast fly fishing podcast fly fishing podcast sort of sometimes right like the long version wow Carl. whoa i am strong Grand entrance hello coming in hot oh indoor voices indoor voices it's probably the beer. It's, it's probably the alcohol talking. Oh, we spilled beer. No. Nope. All right, there we go. I can bring my volume up <clears throat> in my headset. If you haven't gathered already, this is still a learning process. Yeah, man. We're doing okay. So, uh, I just came in just like booming. Yeah, you like, did. Like, you, you're like, like hello. hello. Yeah. yeah, if they're still listening yeah. to us now or even can hear us right. still. Carl hey, is. Hey, turn it back up. It's cool. We adjusted it. Large and in charge. Yeah. Well, so, uh, in addition to uh, myself, Carl, Andrew, we have a guest at the mic tonight. The one, the, the only, the Mark Z- Ziegler, right? Ziegler, Ziegler. Ziegler. Right. Yes. Good evening. Oh. You've Good been, evening. You're. Well, I guess you're a and new on straight, this show. Straight from Titusville. Right. Correct. <laughs> Titusville. 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 So nice, Titus. My question to you. Being from the lovely center of the Space Coast, Titusville, Florida, what is your number one lunch spot in Titusville? Oh, good question. Because, like, when I'm down there, I'm always, like, at a loss for where to go. Quillins. Bam. Bam. Nailed it. Hey, Ben, I hope you're right. listening, because that's where I took Ben when we came through town. I was like, got to go to Quillen's. Got to. And, you know, I was taking Ben there with the intention of getting him the grande taco that yeah, covers like the entire plate. Long yeah, yeah. Taco. But yep. then we walk in, and it was a Thursday, and they don't have just Taco Tuesday in Titusville. They have Taco Tuesday and Taco Thursday. Thursday. And I was like, God bless America. I'll take the Taco Thursday. And that's what we did. Um, it was like three tacos for five bucks or something? Yeah, three, taco, three tacos and yep. a drink for five bucks. Five you bucks. can't beat it. And then what? Qualms? If you want a burger? Qualm Schoolhouse? Oh, I don't even is know that what that is. that is. I'm taking notes. No, it... And is it in there? New location across from, I think, Titusville High. Okay. But... And what's... Isn't there a long doggers or something like that? What is that? Oh, dogs are us. Dogs are us. Yeah, it's like that's a bar, it. right? Um, it's kind of like a. It's a wing house. Bar. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, wing house. It's right next place. to that Mexican restaurant, the Cuban Mexican restaurant, right? The Cuban yeah. Mexican. Yeah. No. No. It's not? no. No. It's on US one. That, it's like it's South a, US one. It's a Cuban Mexican restaurant, but it's not. It's not. Not good. Cuban at all. I agree. So I think there's even like pizza on the menu or something. <sighs> But what is really Mexican anymore? I mean, I saw 
just the other day. Whatever's in Pedante's windshield. Uh, well, <laughs> speaking of which, Taco Bell now sells a two french taco fry. and french fry pack. That's yeah, so fucking retarded. Yeah. That's you you got to find like a like a landscape van in just Central Florida. Look what's Peek on the, in the window. Yeah, look what's on, look the, on the windshield. That would be the shit. A, instead yeah. of an ice cream truck, a taco truck. I guess they do have those, though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like a lunch, the taco right? bus yeah. was like the place. The taco bus? In, in uh Tampa and St. Petersburg, oh. the taco bus. You fucking lived all over is that the like state. A, is that like a food truck, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they built a restaurant around that the bus, cool. and it was that's still cool. there. No way. Yeah, the uh-huh. bus still inside, yeah. Oh, wow, that's yeah. killer. Yeah. It was, uh, that was the place to go for the Mexican. Where haven't you lived in Florida? Uh, Have you lived in North Florida? No, no, no. 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 I don't like County, Georgia like, either. So you're still on yeah. the U. Yeah. Where'd you start? Dunedin. Is that right clear, water. clear water? Uh, yeah, yeah just north of clear water. water. Yeah. Dunedin. Oh. Yeah. You just kind of worked your way down the west. Year of our Lord, 1981. Amen. That's when I started. That's that's where I started. That's, that's when we kicked it. Are you like off. OG Floridian? You're like yeah, yeah. Florida born? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Native. Native Floridian. That's why I have that the sick flow grown sticker on the back of my Carl, get your shit together. I think that's your phone. What? It's not mine. Uh, Carl's receiving call. a call. You know, right I now. just switched he, my. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I just, I just switched my phone because last podcast it was ringing in the background. I didn't notice. Super unprofessional. Um, <laughs> and we are the height yeah. of yeah. professionalism. <laughs> so I switched it to vibrating, and then it just, it just destroyed everything. Yeah. Great. Um. Well, you should. You were. You were. You said you were born in Florida. Yeah. And you're born in Florida. Tampa. 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 Yeah. 81. Yeah. Grew 81. Year of our Lord. <laughs> Summer of love, really. <laughs> uh, um, if I remember correctly, it's been many beers since then. Uh, you said that you more or less grew up in... Was it Everywhere. But you, you, you had Lived stand. in Key West for six years. Wow. Then Virginia. What did you like the best? Oh, Key West. Oh. Okay. Back in the 80s. Oh man! Yeah, undiscovered. Like, like pretty wild west. Oh yeah. Going on there, yeah. Um, and you weren't into were you into fishing? Period. Then conventional. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever yeah. like flats fishing, deep sea fishing? Wherever my bicycle would take me, there was no boat. So probably like not. Kid, yep. Like kid fishing. Kid fishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the same. I'm a little bit of a townie from the west coast. So I was I was there for a long time, like I don't know, thirty years. Which coast is the best coast? Um, well, they say California living, dreaming part two, motherfucking Florida. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. We're so fucking cool. We have two coasts. So, I mean, yeah, we got it all. No, almost all. So, are you Florida native? No, I'm Lower Alabama. Oh, LA. Yeah, yeah, LA. LA. Yeah, I can be anywhere. So from. you're the odd man out because I'm native Floridian as well. Oh, fuck wow, me. you're a rarity. Mm. Yeah, you're panhandle yeah. born. Yeah, I didn't stick around long. <laughs> we had bull rides. You had manatee rides. That's right. Uh, where, where in Florida were you born? Eglin Air Force Base. Oh shit. Yep. Yeah. 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 Shortly thereafter, I that's Lower Alabama. It is. Yeah, pretty much. It is. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, that's there. So um, yeah, I'm two hours away from you, Dothan, Alabama. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. Who said that? That's 
That's like up by Rucker, right? Yeah. That yeah, I was born at Rucker. Okay. God's country. It really is. <laughs> Land. <laughs> it really is. So so how long how long were you Beautiful up there? Country. Uh three months and then uh Savannah, Georgia for two years, Tennessee for two years, uh Savannah again for two years, Alabama for two years, and then Florida for Okay, four. so two plus two plus two so like when you're around eight, nine, ten, that's when you ended back up down in Alabama? Okay, so you know the phenomenon of being a kid that wore orange socks. What the fuck? What? Because the, the red, the red clay, the red oh, clay. Okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. In and around them parts, oh, yeah. you could start out with a pair of white socks, but you wear them one time, and they're going to be orange. Who the period. Fuck wears the socks? end. You don't wear socks. You wear boots. Bare feet. I never wore socks when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you. Call me uh, David Crockett. Mm-hmm. I call him. David. David. Davy Crockett. That's a Whichever Tennessee, one Tennessee didn't wear guy. shoes. I like Tennessee a lot, um, especially during the fall, like uh, when they used to smoke the tobacco in the barns. You know, uh-huh. Right? I don't know if they did that up your way, but. No, it was more of a hang dry, not the smoked. Oh. Uh, dry so Clarksville Clarksville Tennessee that's not a awesome place great memories I mean um Nashville is kind of cool heading there kind of in about a week really nice I'm gonna go up there and hang out with uh well I'm gonna go up there and work but yeah yeah, I'll end up seeing Leslin which she has beer for us or something uh I was just up there what two two and a half three weeks ago, and uh, Leslie and I hung out for a little bit, and there's probably still beer here from Leslie. There's oh maybe, potentially for sure we've got whiskey from Leslie still around. Um, I'd love to have one beer from every fifty states. We we can do like a board, and like we have to keep at least the can, or maybe even not yeah. open it, and like save one for the homies. There you go. Save one for the homies. Yeah. Don't pour, Don't it, pour out. it out. <laughs> no. Don't pour it out. Save no. it. So, uh, anybody? Do we have anything to talk about? Not really. I mean, nope. I don't guess. Not tonight. I mean, not tonight. Mm-hmm. So, thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. We'll catch you next week, if we do it next week. Well, I mean, it's a miracle <clears throat> we get it up going. Right. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about our naming. Oh, yeah. We're, we, I think we're named. Who gave yeah, us we that are. name? Uh, give me one moment, and I will uh, give the proper credit where credit is due. Yeah, that one just felt right. It did. I can't um, remember. But right. it seems like most people that commented in for a name for this podcast uh, included Taylor somewhere in the name. So Yeah, it was yeah so it's kind of like the theme that was going down. Yeah. So let me see if I can locate said comment. I feel like it's somebody that's met me. If they, I think if they it, put trash in there, they were like, <laughs> I know that guy. I know that guy. Well, I, I'm kind of at a loss for how to even. Well, here we go. <clears throat> the account is private. Oh. And uh, he's just another guy. He ain't no follow back, girl. He's just another guy in a pocket tee. Justin oh. Souter. Anybody know Justin Souter? Negative. Love you, Justin. Doesn't ring a bell. Justin, you were the inspiration that came up with, quite simply, Taylor Trash, question mark. Right. 
And my response was, now we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, Justin Suter. The Justin Suter Fly Fishing Podcast. Here mm-hmm. we are. Right. <laughs> uh, a little long for a sticker, but Suter true. One. That's probably where we need to go next. We've got to come up with some suitable artwork. We can have a uh, competition. We can have some crowdsourcing going on. Anybody out there that uh, put the audience to work does a good job on the old what, what do we call it the graphic artist? Anybody does graphic design? Perhaps, I'm thinking uh, our friend Christopher Rivera. Yeah, just give him a marker and force him to draw something. Any, I don't know if he can draw at all. You got any crowns? But that might be color it. by number. I'm sure yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah, crayon. Piece of construction paper. Yeah. After the break, I'll Glue be able to. Stick. I, I know I've got all kinds of markers. Yeah. I just can't do it right now from where I'm at. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared if anyone gets up during this thing. I mean, it's all going to come tumbling down. So. Oh, it's someday. Someday. We can look forward to that day. It's probably going to be tonight. It's probably going to be me. It has been you before. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to trip over one cord and this. I was like already your place is going to just tear to the ground. I was about ready to send it. I was like touching the butt, like like playing the song and you walk outside to get a smoke a cigarette or something. I was like, where the fuck is Carl? Yeah. But if I kick that cord, it's going to pull on the wall a little too hard. It's going to pull on all the equipment. I'm going to come back to a pile of rubble. I don't think this would pass the fire marshal test. No. Neither. Oh, no. Everything everything here is up to code. Mm Mm-hmm. Code. <laughs> Completely up to code. Mm-hmm. We're no kill. Mm-hmm. Code's oh, a little geez. loose. Code's a when little when does the palmetto berry thing start kicking off again? Oh, God. That's like a late summer oh, deal. Okay. Um, so I'm sure right now, because good Lord, we've got a really warm winter. It's going to be probably Sound early the alarm. Yeah. And, uh, well, now. Well, a couple weeks ago was I, I think I think it's like freezing. July, late. August, September-ish, when you start seeing all the places start buying the saw palmetto berries. What is it? What? It's, a, it's like a holistic. Something. It's a holistic, um, organic. Organic. Organic um, Sounds treatment for uh, the enlarged prostate. Oh, so, yeah, in Central it's Florida. It's old man medicine. Yeah, there's a bunch of dudes go around, collect berries. Yeah. Sell them by weight. By weight. At weird gas stations. Uh-huh. And Somebody like, collects them all and, like, gets the juice out of them. No, I think they actually like dry them and grind it up into a powder. My question is, is it, like, a pill that you take or do you rub it on your do taint? Do you rub it? What do you, what do, you do? Like, there's got to be some kind of methodology Let's hope it's a lotion. It. Insert. Right. Or, or is Insert. it? Oh, right. Hey, now. Right. Or do they squeeze it and create, like, some kind of oil? Smoke it in a sauna, maybe. Oh, Smoke it in old a guys sauna. like saunas. Yeah. Old sweaty men like saunas. <laughs> you want to tell Carl us a story about saunas. your childhood, <laughs> <laughs> Carl? Well, <laughs> he told me to never talk about it. Yeah, let's go next time. Next show. Next show. Maybe right. next show. Next show. Maybe yeah. next show we'll get a little bit of Carl's mm-hmm. right. sauna time. My days in the sauna and making... Holistic prostate medication. <laughs> oh man! Like, I had one dude like sneak up behind me one night at the. Whoa! 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> the 
the meth lab. I was just sweating at a wood box with old <laughs> men, all right? No big deal. <laughs> yeah, like, me. 11 o'clock at night at the meth lab, and, like, some dude's like, are you here to sell the berries, man? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, really? the berries? Like, I thought this was the meth lab. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to sell the 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's like a way station over there. Yeah. Yeah, they have like like tables the in the in yeah the, the trucks. Lot. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, speaking of weird things, I still cannot get over the fact that you have had Sandhill Crane. Yes, fresh Sandhill Crane. I think we're forgetting that nobody knows who is here. And what have we? Here. We have introduced ourselves. Did we? Yeah, we did. I swear to God. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll even pinky swear. That's, that's right. the most uh, covenant. The most sacred and covenant. Right. <laughs> so, wh- where have you Project hunted? The great oh, state of Alaska. Great's a pretty big word. I wonder, yeah. like, okay. I think it just means big. <laughs> so, in Alaska, <laughs> I'm imagining they it's obviously migrate to Alaska. They're only there for a short amount of time, or do they come up sure. there and nest? Or like in the summer? It's a summertime gig. It's pretty much a you know a couple's retreat. <laughs> okay. The mating grounds. Yeah. Gotcha. And so, the, so, the mating pair migrates south. Oh. And one leaves a single person. <laughs> single bird. So they only make one at a time? It's even worse. Oh, I don't know how many they make. Is there a bee? No, I, I've seen. I've seen like probably Heard about this. The birds, two chicks. Yeah, one, two. Bird. Yeah, one or two. No. So is it? Is there truth to the ribeye of the sky? Do you sear it like a ribeye? Like medium? Do you cook it medium or you cook it through? We roasted it. What is that? There's birds in here. What There's something. Yeah. Can you yeah. answer that? Oh, okay. Oh, it's a car going by? Yeah. <laughs> About ready to bring the heat. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> the Taylor Park, Taylor you never trash. know what's going to yeah. be driving by. Yeah. But now, okay, that Squeaky was that was the red Suzuki that's parked like two trailers down. Because it is, it is. Two trailers down. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's she, a great band. When, when she leaves, that's the sound that you get. Oh, yep. She's heading to the stop sign. I thought it was like a baby bird stuck <laughs> in the refrigerator. <laughs> Stuck in the spokes. It's, it's surprise. So there's there's a few there's a few skiffs. There's weird neighbors with Suzukis, and then everything else is like drunk ninety year old on golf. Drowning, guys. pretty much. Raccoons. Just all golf, and they're and they're whisper quiet. So and when we're, you turn we around, are, and they're cruising up on you. We're currently missing bingo because oh. we chose to miss oh. the Friday night. Oh, yeah. So that's what we're doing. I want I want to come back to the hunt for. I'm absolutely sandhill cranes. So by how you know, you like this. ducks, you call them in. Turkey, you call them in. How does one go about? Because I mean, you make a sign that says "free hugs." This Walmart is parking lot. so like you're how, sitting there in the blind, okay, waiting for ducks. <laughs> oh, is this a, so is, this a, a is this an opportunity? <laughs> it's just a it's a, it's an opportunity, and it's like trout. You see two seven forty sevens flying. Buzz the tower. And you try to blast them out of the sky. <laughs> I feel and like they're big enough to hunt with a bow. 
and slow enough. No, they can they can actually move out pretty good. Well, they're big enough. They're oh, they're big enough for sure. Like you can get pretty close to them here. So, so when you took your crane, you were actually on a duck hunt. Yes. Okay. So it took three rounds of three and a half <laughs> to get the bird down. So, so while it's flying, you're see, shooting. That's insane. Feathers are flying, and you're seeing like some flinches and, and a little evasive yeah. action. Yeah. You got to take out the engine. It's like taking down a dinosaur. Like, you know, they are like pretty a much pterodactyl. a pterodactyl. Yeah. And they sound like one. I mean, you're in the stand in the morning and you hear one of those like It's pretty wake scary. Up. It's, it's raptor like. You know, terrifying. One of the things that a lot of people don't know about like duck hunting or especially like goose hunting is the sound yeah. that is made after you shoot something out of the air and it comes back Tumbling down. Yeah, it's it's like wow, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Is it sick? No or need what? for no need for tenderizer. <laughs> no. It comes no in need hot for pounding for sure. that out. Yeah. Oh, is that where it's, it's, it's a thud. I wonder I wonder what, what <laughs> did you by any chance weigh out what that bird? I guess it's thirty. Because I mean think of like a turkey. Is it like the size of a turkey when you cook it? Or did you just like breast it? What did you do? No, it's a it's a turkey. It's a full so you full cook bird. The, the full bird, Alaskan full Thanksgiving. Bird. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. and it's the size of a small hatchback. <laughs> you're not you're, you know? you're strapping that to the hood for sure. Um, after you make sure it's dead. <laughs> that sounds like you've had an experience. Just because it comes down doesn't mean it's dead, <laughs> and. This is true. It's Sharp beaks. It's terrifying. They've got the largest like wings, like slit in their beak, like for not. I guess, I'm nose assuming hole nostril, for the blood nose holes of their enemies. Yeah, they can. They can it's really the wreck you. They can the really wreck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear peacocks taste like turkey, and we have a major I can peacock. Imagine yeah. so. We're we're you're in Homestead. Like there's a major peacock yeah, like infiltration. Oh yeah, yeah and it's a lot in Broward. What lot, what yeah, does yeah, what on earth does not live in Homestead? Not much. Not much. Polar bears. What are the? Probably don't. There's got to be a drug dealer. A te- tegu. <laughs> yeah. Tegu is uh, the lizard. The lizard, and it's like an aggressive lizard. That the has craziest like, shit I've ever seen. Like iguanas, pythons. I've shot a python duck hunting once. Like all that aside, the craziest shit I've ever flying? seen. It was fucking running a lizard like out of oh, Nat Geo. Yeah. Like, oh, like gets on up on two legs. legs. Jesus I'm, lizard. I'm pushing yeah. like thirty, and this dude's keeping up with me on like some back ass road going to the glades. It's like the most insane shit. I mean, like. It scared the fuck out of me. That's a problem. Well, they do truck that nuclear waste up 27. <laughs> That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like a cesspool for anything that wants to live there. Mm-hmm. But I think I was telling you, Larry, about the hippos in uh, the Amazon. 
No. That Pablo Escobar was Pablo. Really oh, into yes. hippos. Yes. There's like yeah. an obscure population of hippos running around in Colombia. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah awesome. that's insanity. That's pretty rad. And they, I think they like cut them loose, and now it's yeah. they're like, like the manatees. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I was yeah, in Ocala yeah. today, and uh, oh, a hippo. No, <laughs> but talking about like removing something, there's I guess what do they call it? Rhesus monkeys. That oh, are on the, yes. Uh, uh, silver, silver Springs. That's a problem. And I recently saw an article. Is it from Tarzan or some shit? They you know. Say, they say that they actually came and filmed something. Yeah, they were. brought them and right. they got loose or whatever. But I guess that yeah, they'll there's, stay on this there's a concern that FWC just recently made like an announcement or put a paper out that said, we're kind of growing concerned because we've studied these monkeys. Pooslingers. They have like syphilis or something. Oh yeah. And they're worried that like they'll scratch somebody and like transmit syphilis and open so, monkey season. So basically right. they're they're laying the groundwork. So if you start eating for monkeys, a monkey hut or that hunt, would be insane. Could you imagine that would like be pulling insane. the ticket on a monkey hut? Hunt. Mm. <laughs> I keep saying hut, but that would be That's just a place that you go party. I mean, that would be like... <laughs> <laughs> not, is it, isn't that over you know, in no uh, Dunedin? There. Yeah. There's the no, monkey you don't hut bring, you over don't in Dunedin? Guns, yeah. Well, it's called the monkey bar. Two trailers down. Two trailers down. The monkey hut. There's going to be some serious protesting when the monkey permits to go hunt. And clear out. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it. Bring it's it gonna on. Be and that's like hunting in self-defense too. Like that's right. They can fucking fight back. They have STDs. They are close to the villages. It'd be like PTDs. <laughs> poo that's transmitted. True. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. They have. They have. Yeah, they sling poo. They got the clap or whatever. <laughs> the poo slingers. Yeah. Poo slingers. We got a problem on our hands, guys. The poo fighters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. All right, well, I think we need to take a quick break. I don't think we're very far into this. I think we need motorcycles. Let's, uh, we could be poo fighters. It's like a gang. We'll form a gang. Crazy monkey poo fighters? Yeah. Going around killing... Uh, Monkeys? Know. Yeah, whatever they're called. That would be sick, to teach them how to ride motorcycles, and they form their own gangs. They have a gang. We have a gang. We're rivals. <laughs> that would be... That's like... That's right. That's, that's like Planet the, uh, of the Apes. The yeah, it's Florida. Same, <laughs> same shit. Just, just a different yeah. species. Lizards. It's like West Side shit. Story. The Jets. The Jets. Right. And who was it? The Sharks and the mm-hmm. Jets. The Daggers and the Ramp Locals. Never saw it. What? Yep. What? What has happened to our education system? I don't know. Yeah. You've never heard else. of West Side Story? Heard of Bob the Builder? <laughs> that's a goddamn right. Yeah. It's about as cultured as an elementary school came. All right. Well, let's run to the break. Break one. Break numero uno.
rough. A little rough. That's all right. Decent. <laughs> Jeez, I, I never had this kind of appreciation for it. But. So uh, before we get started chit-chatting about whatever we are going to chit-chat about, we have uh, a little uh, review mm. that's what waiting type? for us. What type, Larry? Uh, it looks like the... Uh, like a barista might have made it for the, you? The monkey stout? <laughs> the monkey stout. Oh, what would you it's an imperial stout. It is. I heard the and word it's bourbon. barrel aged in old bourbon oh, casks yeah. from uh, Red Cypress Brewing. Jesus Christ, Mark. You in... finished it? Mark. The <laughs> yeah, Mark. Being, the, being the crappy oh, guest. The, the, the Mark. Oh. Yeah. Savor Did. I'm not mad. I'm just. I didn't know that's what was going on. I, I'm going to go ahead and I go just, out on a limb and say Mark likes this. No shit. Go ahead and review it for us. You have a hint of coffee. Okay. In there. Then your tongue goes numb. And then yeah. <laughs> After that, you're mm-hmm. you're done. You just mm-hmm. put it back. So it's just like there's no recovering coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Oh man, this is Kahlua straight up. Right. Like. This would be like great for a white Russian. I feel like a gypsy made it in a bathtub. I was just about to say that. He took right the on. words out of my mouth. But like a nice bathtub. In like a like uh, a claw, like a clawfoot clawfoot like, oh, joint. Clawfoot. Yeah, clawfoot joint. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like cast iron, big nice one. So, um, pray tell, what what would the uh, alcohol by volume be on this? 12. 12 plus. And get down to that. Yeah. I would go plus. How yeah. much is like bourbon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bourbon's like, what, 40 proof? 40. So, oh, okay, never mind. You know? I or go, 80 proof, which makes it 40%. Like an volume. IPA will give me heart heartburn, like, for a minute. I, like, IP acid. You, yeah. yeah, you better pop a prior. This is just <laughs> momentary. Heartburn. So that means just, old it just basically burns. Prilosec. <laughs> it burns. Prilosec. Just like last time I was interacting with these monkeys, I seen it. It's, know, al- after it's almost like a Guinness. After the same thing. Yeah. Burns. Yeah. It's yeah. almost yeah. like a Guinness yeah, kind of without the, the nitrogen. The nitro. Yeah. Yeah. It's like carbonated. That's weird. Almost. It's good. I'm it's like heavy. Si- I'm sitting yeah, on I mean, it going, man, you can make like a hell of a fucking black and tan with this. Oh, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. This is, I mean, we're kind of classy right now. This is three years old. That is a. Special drink. Yeah. For a beer, for sure. So does that designate the pinky? Oh, oh yeah. Pinky's kick up. It not, kick that her out. Pinky's <laughs> not that you kick have her anything out. to... No right. Let's like cheers. cheers. One, In glass. Glasses. Yeah, you can just pretend. Not plastic just glasses. Pretend, since you've already guzzled it. <laughs> like the glass. <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, um, Mark was uh, on a former podcast. Um, yeah. Mark's been here before at the yeah, old oak table in Oak Hill, Florida. I have. And uh, so Mark is with uh, Project Healing Waters, and uh, we met we met at the Balhog Bash, but we only really started talking after the two-fly tournament you guys put on, which was awesome. Correct. Um, can you, like, give us a little bit overview about what all that was about? And, Mark, you did a show right after or the night of the Balhog Bash? Last the year? night of. Night yeah. of. Yeah, the after, after party. After, mm-hmm. after party. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was yep. like, the, you were at the first one on, right? Yeah, I think I so. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, well, 
a lot of people don't so. really a lot of stuff it, that you know, night. Brain injury yeah. and alcohol. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so. before you get like deep into like the details of Project Healing Waters fly fishing, um, you came to hang out with us after the Balhog Bash that was done last year in May, mm-hmm. and then at some point after that, good um, party by the way, there Great was uh, solid yeah the two fly. And a while after that. A while after that. But, mm-hmm. Andrew, you participated in that. So, why don't you guys, like, bring everybody up to speed on what that event is and just, like, run down how this most recent one Well, maybe went. a quick one on Project Healing Waters. Well, we're going we're gonna to build up and, and, and get well, to that. But this is how they, I got no this is how they really <laughs> no formed patience. a little bit of a bond here. Um. So... In my case, uh, we had this, uh, all of us in my class were doing this, like, uh, volunteer hour stuff, and uh, I really was, like, struggling to find stuff to do, and then um, uh, Justin Price mentioned that he was doing this tournament, I'm like, holy shit, like, right. that would be absolutely awesome, and, uh, you know, I've worked with, uh, I shot on uh, the Sea Hunter with uh, a few of those guys that uh, were in the program. And, like, I've heard nothing but, like, phenomenal things about the program. And, like, all those dudes were just, you know, awesome. And just to hear the stories were incredible. And uh, so I meet with uh, Vinny. Um, what was his – what is his posi- – or was his position? He was the assistant lead. Okay. Which he has since moved away from. Okay, and so you just recently, he told me that you are now the lead. Yes, I am in charge of the Space Coast chapter now. When did you find out about that? Oh, dang, he's kind of a big deal. Three weeks <laughs> ago? Four weeks ago? Holy shit. A little promotion? Yeah, yeah, from participant to volunteer to, hey, it's your show. So All right. what were you right. at the two-fly? The gopher. The gopher. <laughs> um. The two fly was kind of Venny, our friend Hunter, who's also a veteran and participates with the program, and mine idea of getting our group out fishing. You know, we've tied flies for a year, we've taught them how to cast. Now what? So hey. you've got everybody together and said, we're going to go out and have like a friendly, fun tournament. That's it. No strings attached. Have fun. Yeah, there's prizes. Right. But. Now, my understanding, I know Justin brought you to the table, Andrew. Yeah. And I'm not sure who else was involved, but is it a licensed Coast Guard captain only can participate to support the the tournament? Or, like, could Carl with his Hell's Bay, say, hey, I want to take a veteran out and be part of this tournament. Could he do that? He can. Okay. He can. There's a flip side of that. Does anybody want to go out with me? With Carl. Right. <laughs> Cruising with Carl. Right. That's and, a totally different And you podcast. could do that? Yeah. <laughs> you could cruise with, with Carl. Carl. You're right. You do a single Carl. podcast, right. only you talking yeah. about your thoughts. Right. My no, thongs. it was open to everybody because it wasn't a tournament. It was... 
take a friend fishing. Okay. So we use the generic term to fly. Right. To. Yeah, and that's a Project Killing Waters wide tournament. Tournament. Yeah. Program. That they do. Yeah. Um, so it was a it tournament. Pretty smooth, considering it was your first go. No, was it? Was it out of Titusville? River breeze. River, river oh, river breeze. breeze. Yeah, so yeah. right here. Yeah, right so they, they, they did yep. uh, yeah. the the captain's meeting slash dinner before was down in Merritt Island at the Veterans Center, okay, the Veterans okay. Museum yeah. Center, okay, that they have down there, and that was the night before. And that's where we had the raffles and, you know, here's your prize. For What's the level of participation in the Space Coast chapter of Project Healing Water? Like, how many veterans do you guys, not on the regular, but, like, if you had to put a number on the chapter size, like, you know. It varies. Um, for different events or different. Or, like, regular people. Regular, I would say 12. Yeah. Okay. Twelve active yeah. participants. And you guys had okay. twelve in the tournament, right? We did. Yeah. Okay. And there's some that come every so often, right? Or whatever the case may be. It's not strange it's to not see them there, but yeah. you don't right. see them yeah, there yeah. every month, Correct. or every week, or Correct. however often you're doing it. Right. And so the twelve said, "Hey, let's. I want to fish. All right. All right. Well, I know this person. You know that person. Like hey." 12. Somewhere between six and twelve boats, I imagine. Uh, those twelve. Oh, twelve. So twelve. There were captains, twelve right. participants. Okay. And we had we had boats on standby as well, oh, just sweet. in case. Yeah. Hey, morning up. Yeah. I can't make it. Right. Which happened. Yeah. Which happened. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God that we, you guys had a. But. They so got you, them out. So you launched at River Breeze on the day of the tournament. Everybody like showed up early in the morning. I'm taking it and really early in the morning. People were coming from what West Palm Beach, Jupiter. We had, had we had my buddy Cameron. Okay, he came up from Indian River County, uh-huh. Vero Beach area to um, be at the boat ramp at what six? Wow, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, that's, just to it's gonna be an early fucking morning. Because on the boat we had the captain and the veteran, but we also had. A assistant, assistant mentor, okay. uh-huh. kind of saying, third pair of eyes. Yeah, there's the fish. Do you see it? Okay, calm down a little. Right, relax, relax. You got nothing but time. So one here. of the coolest things about all this is it was explained to me by Vinny first. Um, you got there's a you have to meet certain standards to be in this tournament. Which at first I was like, that's kind of taboo in my mind because I mean like open to anybody, but like. I started to think about it more like that's brilliant. Like in the military, like everything's, you know, standard driven and, you know, it's like you need to, you know, meet the certain amount of skill level that you need to be able to. Oh, so you right. Like a like proficient. Right. I think it was like, like cast 60 Like feet. Mondays we yeah. do casting instruction right. out on Merritt Island mm-hmm. and you come out, you learn to cast and you just follow the steps. You learn in the cast, you're learning, you know, what the leaders are all that okay now you're tying okay now you're casting with a weighted fly Mm -hmm. now you're casting into the wind now what so there is a process and for the tournament you had to 
meet certain like what was the it was like cast 60 feet or something we set a minimum of i think it was 30 feet okay something short because they're not yeah they're not bombing them they're just learning that's pretty being at 30 40 feet is all you really need right you know as long as you can do it fairly and that's what we were emphasizing was that's it and Mm -hmm. you know i can tell you really without a doubt that on Saturday of last week, if I had been testing Ben from Colorado to be able to qualify to participate you in the tournament, this, you hearing this? He would have he would have never been able to go to the tournament because Fail. he was the <laughs> king of Fail. the false cast. He's sitting. He's going to listen to this sitting right. in this lawn chair. Eating frozen frozen with the with the false cast, himself. we tried to keep him at a minimum. Right. Three. Three. Ooh. Oh. You're benevolent. Yeah. I don't know. There's some damn good casters, though. Like, um, just one of the guys I was watching on the camera boat, uh, like, we couldn't get in anything less than, like, three feet of water. So, we were pretty limited on where we could go. But, like, uh, Lonnie, I mean, he was, you know, dropping some lasers out there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, and I think, like, this was explained to me. I don't know if... Uh, I remember it correctly, but it was like you had to shoot out 30 feet and then uh, roll cast or something like that. Right. And then drop it like as if a fish was like you just scared one off the bow or something. Right. The, the moving and, uh, fish. So it was okay. like, you know, like a process. Right. Like shoot it out to the fish you yep. see. He blows out. Roll cast of that fish. Okay. That one. Oh, pick it up. And then, and yeah. Drop it. Yep. Because that happens like every time you go out. Yep. Which is brilliant. And then you have to be able to tie flies too. And they can. That's awesome. Now, um, and I'm sure this is probably kind of redundant from the first time you were on the show, but a little bit of backstory on Project Healing Waters, ages. I mean, everything. You got, you know, World War II vets out there still. You got Vietnam Absolutely. vets. Absolutely. World got, War II, know, Korea, guys. Vietnam, yeah. Iraq, yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah. Bosnia. All the way down to, yeah. uh, I don't know, 20-something. How, how old, old the oldest veteran is? Yeah. yeah. 20-something. <laughs> there is no age up, limit. Like, way up. Right. Okay, cool. Um, cool. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like, I have a buddy I met the other – or not met, but I shot with the other day. Come to find out he's a Marine. You know, he got medically retired because mm-hmm. uh, two one too many IDs. Um, and uh, I was telling him about the program. I just – I didn't know how to like link him up with like this is how you go enter this program. To how? just to Facebook, find a location, Instagrams, you can go to like their that. their web page, so Project Killing Waters, and then they have you know find a location near me. This guy, me. this guy is out of like Daytona. If he comes down to the Space Coast, like in your guys' case, is it? Is so it? he could he could probably go to the Project Healing Waters Fly Fishing dot org, and Pro- right and and say find a location near me probably put it in zip code or a city name and it would say space coast chapter right. of project healing water fly fishing and i believe there's one up in that area if i remember oh really, oh, like really? A, yeah. there's a northern one from right. you from like so there's over 200 chapters in the country oh so so, so space coast is probably what like a couple of few times like coco titusville 
We you know Brevard, Brevard, Brevard County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brevard County is what 112 miles from right. the southern border of Brevard County to the northern border. It's a big. I've had a good it's nap a driving long through. Freaking yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've had a decent nap driving through there. So literally driving. There's a little unsafe. From yeah. what Fellsmere? <laughs> yeah, all the way yeah. up. To, all the way up to the county line here. So you're yeah. you are Brevard, and then Brevard. by the time you get to the next county, there's probably another chapter and uh, right. Like Volusia going north into right. Daytona. Yep. So how often do you guys meet? And what are the different levels or types of meetings that you have? Is there just like a weekly kind of BS hangout meeting? Or is it fly time? Or, I mean, once a month? We have our official meetings twice a month at okay. the Vieira Outpatient Clinic. Okay. We come two hours in the afternoon. We have either a guest tire or one of us. Hey, this is the fly we're going to tie. And we usually give them enough heads up to where they can kind of look it up and, and get an idea of what they're doing. And we do that twice a month. And they can cast if they want. It's not just strictly tying flies. If you want to go out and practice casting, we yeah. have rods available. Now, let me interrupt you for a second. So you're at the... VA outpatient center down in Vieira. Correct. What is the partnership level between the Veterans Administration and Project Healing Fly, Fly Fishing? Is it just that they provide you the the meeting room and the space to be there, or is the VA possibly referring people and saying, hey, you know what, you might want to try to meet up with these guys and and find something to do to to help you yeah you like yeah. being outside you know you need yeah. something to do it's both go, yeah. they it's provide a meeting place okay. and they also refer okay through their programs mm -hmm. and talking with the other veterans hey this program yeah. we think will suit you why well, don't you go. try it out okay and i imagine there's probably uh other flavors of the same kind of thing project healing Sports uh, cars or what's something. the other one crocheting yeah you know what i mean like there, there are there other flavors of the same kind of like what was the wounded or, uh, the waterway the wounded warrior uh, no there's the kayaking in, one in, in uh, Tampa, the tampa bay area you know area. you have heroes on the water there which we yeah. have a local chapter yeah. of which is taking veterans out kayak fishing yeah kayak sightseeing whatever you want to do for one, the day i remember when i'm yeah. from the tampa bay area and there was one that uh they There's have a kind of, uh, I guess, kind of adapted uh, deck boats or pontoon boats. So veterans that were in, you know, like kind of right. wheelchair bound or There's you know, a little, you know, tougher situation as far as getting out on the water. And I do not remember the name of the the actual organization. Yeah, it's a wounded warrior, some something along those lines. There's so many out yeah, there. That yeah, but I think the unique thing, cool thing about yours, I mean. I don't know a whole lot about the other ones, but um, like it's, it's so. I don't know if precise is the word. Um, niche is maybe it, but it's like it, it's such a focused effort on someone. It's like, uh, like it's, so, it's, you mean like fly fishing specifically? Yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. it's a very like yeah. I mean, almost like a direct leadership, like in the military. It's like. I think there's not many other organizations out there that have that like 
amount of like turnover and change in someone like that I've ever heard of. Maybe there is, I don't know, but it seems like you guys, you know, do it better than anyone as far as, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean, I feel like that's a good focus. Dollars I mean, to yeah, donuts. Yeah, like yeah. it's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, fantastic. Focus. <laughs> well, tell yeah. me, so you started as a participant. Correct. And how did you start it? participating in the pro in the program were you referred by the va military man or did you happen to hear about it through a friend i had heard about it and it kind of went to the back of my mind okay and it got to the point where the wife said you need to get out of the house and do something you can't live like this had you ever fly fish before no so it was like totally brand new your wife was like Hey, Mark, get, look. Yeah, get get out of here. Let's I'm sick of tripping over Yeah, here. you know <laughs> what? Yeah. You're in the way. I'm trying to vacuum the fucking house. Right. I hear that two or three Your times. Your feet are in the way. <laughs> right. So right. get the fuck out of the house. Go do something. Do something. Did, yeah. she, did she say, I heard about this program, Project Healing Waters? Or she just said, go find something to do and go you found do it. something. And so. Right. How did you find it? I mean, I always had a love for fishing as a kid growing up. Right. And, you know, I... Well, you're pretty, you you lived in the Keys for a while. You right. Said, yeah. And fly fishing, I kind of always looked at the old man sport. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Old guy sure. waving a stick in a river. That's not me. Right. I'm only... Yeah, Thirty-two I was more years like, old. I don't want to be that guy. I was thinking, right. I, th- I thought it was only Wait a Brad second. Pitt. To be honest with you, that was the one <laughs> <Not> dude. <gay>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I never even touched another dude before. So I'm not fly fishing. No, thank you. Now look at you. Yeah, yeah. As it turns out, dudes ain't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, did you mark that? Talk to the folks at the VA and say, "Hey, I've I've heard of this program. How do I get involved?" Or did you seek it out on your own and figure it out? I sought it out on my own. Found out when they were having a meeting and. I showed up and now you're the fucking director, lead, lead, lead. Things, things happen. Where do, where do you yeah. want to this to be in a year? You know, with your chapter. I want the veterans that we have or will get that come in to experience what I have experienced through the sport, the camaraderie, the. Just the sport in general. Yeah. You know, you're what, out what in. Do you, what do you think is like the part of, and, and it's kind of, it's different, obviously. Like I've got, I know some people, my my own father participates um, in Project Healing Waters in East Tennessee. He fishes a tailwater up there. He ties teeny, 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 teeny little flies Versus you're tying saltwater flies and you're chasing saltwater fish. You're out on Mosquito Lagoon, Indian River. Like, what is it that you you have the the childhood memories of fishing? You've always been involved with fishing, but like, what is it about the camaraderie and the the participation here locally that you can share and say, hey? If you happen to be listening to these idiots that are that are on this podcast and you take anything from this show and you know a veteran that needs something in their life to 
take their mind off of bad things that may have happened in the past or something to, to give them a little joy in their life. This is how I got it. And this is what I take from it. Is it the, just being in the great outdoors? Well, what is a fantastic it, rehab- rehabilitation tool. Tying, casting. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, you know. It, See, like fishing. The, I mean, I mean the that's two- a f- very phys- physically. I right. feel like that's a, like, like you're into it. There's a, there's an end goal. However, if you can do something right in your face, very fuck micro. Right. You know, and then kind of macro with casting and using your body, being out on the water, that kind of stuff. I think as far as, you know, sensory. Yeah, I know a guy, um, we work with a guy who uh, attributes uh, regaining uh, the use of his right hand to fly tying. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's, you know what I mean? The the motions of going through any of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and mentally, I feel like it's probably pretty chill. As oh, uh, any yeah. fishing is like going out on a boat and, and looking for fish and being outdoors. Fantastic. Well, I imagine However, it's like not only just you know like taking your mind off, but being a part of like what he calls right. Okay, but hold on, you hold know, on, right. hold on. Before we get to like, I want to take and capture what Andrew just said, like taking your mind off of it. That's okay. It. So is it the r- relaxation aspect of it because? To me, fly fishing with Andrew is not the relaxation. It, like, drives me fucking crazy, and it makes me want to yell. So, is it, you know... <laughs> the negative football dad, Larry Latrell. <laughs> this is all in retaliation and, and for it's all, it's all It's yeah, all yeah, tongue-in-cheek, yeah. but, yeah. but, you know, I There's think... There's a little bit of truth to that. I think a lot what, of it, truth. What, it really, what it really boils down to, in my mind's eye... Is how many times Carl failed on the bow when you were on the boat. No, is that what you're, only, is that what no, you're thinking, Larry? Honestly, no, oh, no. God. The only place where Carl failed, <laughs> life, was Carl's <laughs> Carl's willingness to put on the scales of fly fishing justice, mm-hmm. taking his turn on the back of the boat, no, or saying, "Let's happened. go have fucking no. lunch." Yeah. Carl leaned real heavy on "Let's go have Let's lunch." Let's go have lunch. Yeah. After I had pulled all morning. Right. And my only complaint with Carl, it's not his fishing ability, it's bow, Carl's lack of bow, polling hog, ability. There's a, or party named after, there's a couple parties <laughs> named after me. The Bow Hog Bash and Carl's Fest. I mean, because let's be honest. <laughs> Carl plays you've got You've got the casting part of it down. Like, right. It's just a matter of time until you're going to feed that fish. Like right. It's not a big deal. I just I, have I'll to push you around all morning. Stupid slow But if I'm going to push you around all morning, I expect you to push me around all afternoon. <laughs> it rained. Just, just yeah, rained. It did not we, rain. Get it, we got, we get ate it, too much. Get it out we of the way when the light's bad. We ate too much. Which... You drank too much. Not not to not to switch not to <laughs> switch topics to totally. Yeah. But like so last weekend Ben was in town and Ben, to his credit, offered fucking if he offered once, he offered fifty times. <laughs> let me pull. Let me pull. Let me pull. And I never did let him pull the boat. I, I wanted to make sure he had the, the full experience. The right. But if there's somebody that I fish with on a regular basis, it's almost like a chess game, <laughs> at least to me. <laughs> if if yeah. if we pull up at the first spot, I always admire the person that's on my skiff that says, "Hey man, let me pull first. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not no, going no, no. to be outdone no, by you. Because light shit. Right. And and I always say, no, 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 no. You catch a fish first, and then you can pull. Really, 
the truth of it is <laughs> I want to poll in the morning when it's cool. When it's out. cool. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'll put you on the fucking poll in the afternoon, yep. and I can stand up front and chill out. And just chill. Just yep. a little chillaxing on the front of the fucking boat when it's 90. That's my true motivation. It's, it's a whole fucking, like, chess game, like you're just saying. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. After lunch, you're tired. and That's right. A oh. couple of beers into it. And you're yeah. like, yeah, man, hop yeah. on back there. I don't care if we're going in circles. The light's I'm nice just not and fucking high. pulling. Did, yeah. Were you sweating this bad when you were up here? Nope, not at all. <laughs> yeah, the sea guy. breeze is already picked up by the afternoon. Yep. You're like, fuck, if I'm going to be on the pulling, it's no breeze, no harsh sun. <laughs> yeah, right about the time the sea breeze shifts. Yeah, when the sea breeze when picks up, yeah. when it actually, like, boosh, I'm like, Hey, you wanted to poll, right? <laughs> Switch it up. Yeah, for sure. So, but um, so back to what I was saying, um, is it more of um, as far as like the healing part of the program? Um, is it getting your mind off of it, or is it like that's exactly what it is? It's just clearing your mind. But there's camaraderie I, to it too. Absolutely. I mean, you're surrounded by veterans. Um, but it's getting your mind off of whatever it is that day and just clearing it. Who cares if you catch fish? Who cares if you fish? Sit on the platform you're, and look around. Yeah, you're out in the <laughs> middle of God's fucking beautiful creation. And, you know, that was... What is the, there to worry about, right? right? Lord knows I don't catch fish, nor do I, you know, fish. <laughs> he, he he tried to make that as smooth as possible, yeah. like he never left. Like but, he never took a break uh, yeah. when we weren't I just on break. Ass. But I you just know that back. was that was one of the things we emphasized with the two fly. Yeah, it's a compet amongst yourselves. But if you don't want to fish, don't fish. Look around, watch the dolphin, watch the manatee. Hey, that's I a fit, nice eagle. I fished a lot of tournaments where I wish I would have been. Watching manatees instead of stressing out about catching a fish, because at the end of the day it would have been a lot funner. So yeah, it's yeah. just all about being out there in the moment, clearing your mind, forgetting everything else. So are you guys planning another tournament? There will be, there will be another two so fly. So we're doing what, like ju- June, July? That was like September. No, never was it? Brain injury moment. I don't remember. Oh, Andrew. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it was after summer. I'm going ju- to right. jump, yeah. jump on that. We yeah. wanted kind of that cooler wet. I want to say yeah. it was November. Right? You didn't sweat Later? your balls off till about uh, 10 o'clock. Later in the year? Or yeah, for sure. November? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So do, you so. Got, do you guys have any, like, recruitment goals? I know you're saying you're about at a dozen usual suspects that are that are hanging out doing the Well, the we program. are sitting in Oak Hill, so a dozen's a crowd. True. It's a mob. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah, that's a mob scene. We're looking for a few more. Okay, sure. Right now, our volunteer to participant ratio let's isn't talk where a, we we'll, want it. Well, let's talk about that. Okay, so if your volunteer to participant ratio is off, what are the volunteer opportunities with the program? Because there's a lot of people that probably aren't aware of what they could do on a volunteer basis and what the impact would be. Me personally, you know, my my own father is a participant, obviously, 
400 miles away Mm -hmm. but it hasn't even crossed my mind like i didn't even realize that with my skiff i could be part of the tournament or like what could i do to be part of the program as a volunteer well you would just reach out to your local chapter okay this is who i am this is what i do this is you know my experiences and I want to volunteer. Okay. Um, have you told them if I call, like, hey, I'm Carl, I want to hang out? Have you told them to kind of. You're on the top of the list to kind of to watch like, out keep away. for. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the first office you, thing. Thank you, Carl. I mean, Carl really can't yeah. tie. You know, yeah. even if really you try can't to. Tie. Ask, right. Are you even a fly fisherman? But you know Do what? You fly fish? Really. Have you fly fish? Not really. Right. They have, you know, cell phone Patagonia Two. Two? Two times. Carl could show up and just, like, provide comedic relief right you know, i mean they, they have the shop number do not accept call you know, <laughs> it's, it's that shop. far what yeah i don't turn my shop phone it's <laughs> my currency but uh, uh you know our chapter for example when we meet twice a month it's 2 to four thirty p.m okay so the problem is a lot of people are still are working at work right yeah. so we from there we go to our free tie night and where do, where does that happen? Same place? Undisclosed location. Undisclosed locations. Okay. Okay. Um, they're people's houses. Need to know basis. Yeah, you yeah. want to be part of the yeah. right? It's unofficial? a it's a need to know. Yeah. You know, it changes weekly. We try to change it up. A couple okay. of few Throw dudes off just trying tying flies or casting or whatever. Hanging out. Yeah, yeah. Hanging out. Dude, so. like kind of like uh, me and Larry and Andrew. Just not yeah. as much uh, like. Uh, <laughs> or is there? Because right. now I'm starting to become more and more interested. Right, Larry. Uh, Larry served. Can you can you Uber there? Larry served. I, I saw a photo. He was uh, in the Air Force. I, I've been Civil over. Air I've been overserved. Have you seen Civil War Air Patrol? Civil War Air Patrol. <laughs> it <laughs> looks like it. I could have. Have you seen the photo? On he the learned how to it, fly it in the military, balloons. but I don't think they had planes. <laughs> balloons. <laughs> Sand Hill right, Cranes. He was right outside of Kitty Hawk, yeah. He hung on those they they grew them larger body, back then. They just rode them. And fell in love with the whole uh, joy of flight. <laughs> but no, I can neither <laughs> confirm and or deny the consumption. All right. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Right. Yeah, gotcha. Right. All right. But so that is not affiliated with. No, no. This is just buddies down. getting together. Officially unofficial. Correct. Okay. A whole underground scene. Right. Like we thought our podcast was underground. Like right. This is under, under. Right. All right. Well, <laughs> you know, I think it's really a f- great thing that's going on with Project Healing Waters. Um, I personally want to try to make it a point to be more involved and supportive of that program. So I'll talk to you a little bit more about it on a one-on-one basis. Of course. But if you're in the central Florida area, the space coast area, you're into fly fishing and you want to hook up with guys that really deserve to be paid back for what they've done for our country and the sacrifices that they've made, go to project healing waters, fly fishing, Look up the Brevard County. Uh, I mean, we even have our own Facebook page. Yeah. I don't know how to use it, but no, you know, yeah. it, it's up there. Yeah. Okay. It's Space Coast. Well, you know, we're Space up Coast, there. Coast. Yeah. right? Chapter Pro- of Chapter Project Healing Waters. 
fly we're, fishing. We're, a, cu- we're yeah. a couple West Coast guys born in the early 80s. Very early 80s. Shit, so, the you know, the, born the in the early 80s? Yeah. The technology is not very hot <laughs> you know, with us. Yeah. Um, but the... Uh, uh, speaking of technology, whoa. we got a full moon coming up here in uh, what, another week or two. I would say another week, probably. If we we can get Amazon, we, we can we get uh, Gen One party? night vision goggles and go do the whole uh, hog hunt. No, no, uh, fly fishing at night with uh, NVGs, finding tailors. That would be so fucking weird. Yeah, your whole depth perception is off. <laughs> Somebody will catch a fly to the back. Of the <laughs> That's awesome a normal though. day. Well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The chances yeah. are high. Yeah, the chances yeah. are well, high. Well, last wind. Right. Not tonight, but tomorrow night, a little after midnight, I think around 1230, we, we've got a uh, SpaceX launch. Oh, at oh, night. Yeah, at night. night. It's late. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm down. That's going to look ins- don't look. <sighs> don't look into the light with the night vision on. Oh, I, yeah. I, if I see any light, I'm staring right at it. <laughs> like a moth to a flame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that uh, SpaceX, he was uh, on the bow of the boat for that photo that I shot. Yeah, um, with, with Justin. <laughs> that was the craziest shit to watch that. The two rocket the two boosters come back come down. Come back down. It's like an alien. Like, fucking, like, right at the same time. Weird. At the same I could time. not believe <laughs> that. Like, boom, 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 boom. With the sonic boom. Was I like, was in Nashville. I was so fucking pissed. Of I all was, the people, I've been, like, all the places that you could have. Watching and, like, planning. I'm going to be over there. And I'm like. My client's like, yeah, can you be here? I'm like, dude, it took us two hours to get me? from Hallover to. Uh, That's why you never yeah. launch down there. You to always US run the skiff from up here all the way down. No, Traffic's you know what? Bullshit. I was at the shop. I have a like pretty, like fairly clear view. Got busy. A couple minutes later, here. And look out. And it was kind of a clear day. It was a good day to, yeah. to, to it watch was a it. Perfect I saw day. a couple puffs in the sky. Like, Missed that it. had already been yeah. totally gone. Totally over there were a lot of blowing shots that day too. Some big drum. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. weren't there for it. No. 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 I was. I was it was me. Dust. The Congo yeah. types. So. I I definitely yeah. blew them. <laughs> a lot of them. Hey, that's what she said. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boom. Jeez. Boom. Yeah, we need to get back mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um. You want to run to a break real quick? Yeah, let's run to a break. You're giving and, me uh, the I got to piss like a yeah, racehorse I'm, look. <laughs> I did an Old intro. trail. Yeah, that prostrate problem is giving me a you little. You need to get some of the berries. Palmetto berries. Palmetto berries. Berries on my belly or Well, we got a little carried away in well, the middle well, of an extended break. Well, 
But uh, that was a break and a half. Yeah, it was global politics. But uh, story time. We are going to actually bring a certain level of seriousness to uh, the podcast because we love the lagoon that we live next to here in the Taylor Park, and there's some stuff going on that we have a subject matter expert or at least a subject matter advocate that yeah. we want to talk to uh captain billy rotney yeah introduce this uh why are we calling him yeah go ahead and give, give no, him. no why call. are we calling him though i i'm lost here well we're calling him because billy is on the indian river lagoon council as um i'll let him define exactly what his position is he's he's basically a a part of the voice and facilitates communication between the stakeholders which we would be and the peeps the lagoon council who tries to tell fwc or whoever what we want to see as stakeholders to get the lagoon cleaned up what needs to happen to take it out of the imperiled dark ages well you know i mean and, and and that's the thing we need to talk to billy because we've talked to him in the past there's anything from sewage being down in brevard county during yeah. a thunderstorm that gets dumped straight into straight raw in. sewage here in oak hill we've got that's doo-doo baby lots of uh, septic tanks that leach into the lagoon. That's where all the nitrogen comes from. Sounds like from. we shouldn't be eating crabs here either. No. 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 Not at all. Yeah. So, <laughs> Billy Billy has reached out and said, hey, there's some meetings coming up. The scientists, the policymakers, everybody wants to hear from the actual stakeholders. Billy kind of couched it towards like, hey, if you're a guide, you need to get in here. Um, but you know what? There's only 70 permitted guides in mosquito lagoon there's a whole lot more of us that are quote-unquote recreational anglers we need to be engaged well, we need to be part of the solution and from what i i saw and heard out there it's you know you go and uh, kayak around you are you're a hiker you walk up and down the beach you fish you jet ski you whatever it is if you're out there and you or maybe you just live on the water and you don't even go out there but if, if you're looking at it, seeing it, seeing a problem, you're seeing uh, uh, fish population, so on and so forth, now's your time. They're looking Absolutely. for they're they looking for input from input. us. Finally, I mean, like finally, mm-hmm. they are actually asking for input versus you know, kind of quote unquote listening to input. And Billy, and look, Billy's going to be able to give us the mechanism of how we get in contact. He's going to probably share some of his opinions on what's going on. And I can already tell you before we call him, he and I have a little bit of a disagreement <laughs> on some of the, yeah. some of the potential solutions. Um, but I want to hear from him because Billy really has a passion and a basis of knowledge that a lot of people don't have. And I value what Billy 
does because he does it because he fucking cares yeah. about our resource. And that's the important part. All right. Well, let's give him a call. He's probably also sleeping. <laughs> yeah. We told him 10 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes ago. Yeah, like 40 yeah. minutes ago. It's 11 o'clock at night. No big deal. Bill, you there? Yes. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for uh, letting us give you a call. Hey, Billy. It's Absolutely. Larry, buddy. How are you doing? Hey, Larry. How's it going? Good, man. Hey, um, I just thought it might be important. You know, we're we're a little teeny tiny fish in a big old pond. We've got this silly podcast that we do. But, and Carl. But, hey, I listen to them all, so some people are paying attention. Yeah, oh. so, so when I saw that you posted on Facebook that the – and do jump in at any point. Indian River Lagoon Council. Yes, uh, basically, before the uh, issues with the lagoon started, the St. Johns River Water Management District was in charge of the National Estuary Program. Since then, Florida created uh, the state of Florida created its own uh, special council to handle the lagoon, uh, and of course, we have some great people at the helm. Uh, the executive director is a rock star, Dr. Dwayne DeFries. You guys would love him if you haven't met him before. He, he knows the Lagoon's issues, and uh, he's really a smart guy. Uh, and the rest of the staff, Kathy Hill and Frank, uh, are both really, really nice nice people, and they do do a ton of stuff to help out. So it's it's nice to have these people on board. Uh, and yes, it's the Indian River Lagoon Council, and uh, it's part of the National Estuary Program. So uh, it's basically a federal level type ordeal, but you know it's nice to be working with state officials uh, and, of course, local politicians at the same time. So we've uh, kind of you know been going down this road for a little while, trying to uh, really figure out positive solutions to the lagoon's problems. And uh, one thing I like about the Indian River Lagoon Council is that engaging stakeholders is amongst the most important things that they want to do. Uh, so. Whereas, you know, you go to some of these meetings and it's kind of lip service and you're basically just being appeased to. With the Indian River Lagoon Council, if people want to participate, uh, you know, their input is really taken seriously. Uh, Billy, you know, no matter it, what the group Billy, it seems like are. it seems as though not to cut you off, but it no, seems as though that some of the stuff that I've seen so far just kind of out there on social media or whatever. They're actually kind of asking for input versus Oh yeah, we'll listen to you, Billy. It's cool. You know, you you say what you got to say. We'll pretend to listen. They're actually Absolutely. looking for, hey man, we got a problem. What can we do? What, how bad is a problem? St stuff like that. Like I, I was really kind of almost surprised to see that input Absolutely. was a imperative. Yes, for sure. Because what what's good about the Indian Religion Council is the people who are in charge are savvy enough to realize that those of us who are on the water every day, whether we're recreational anglers or fishing guides or even commercial uh, fishermen in some cases, uh, really have uh, a connection with this estuary that gives us a perspective that most people don't have. And we can recognize problems that other people may never see or even, even be on their radar screen. Even scientists, for that matter, may not see this kind of stuff because scientists, a lot of times, their, their studies and their, and their scope are very, very narrow where we view the estuary as a bigger picture uh, you know, so that really gives us a, a, a voice that needs to be heard. And basically what the Lagoon Council is trying to do here is to make sure that we're not overlooking any facts. I shouldn't say we. I, I'm, I'm not a representative, per se, of the Lagoon Council. I'm more of a liaison between 
a particular group of stakeholders, being the fishermen and the council, and I can I can right. help you know convey those messages back and forth. And I, so, I know they asked for, you know, if you live on the water somewhere on the lagoon, or or people that walk their dog along the lagoon, or you know, I I, I was really kind of taken aback by, you know not just guides not just Absolutely. avid fishermen and i like it how was, you said stakeholders yeah, too, because it it's was, really an investment into the economy oh, as well it's not just something that yeah. we love to do it's, it has a you know a direct roi if you well you can want. imagine you know, owning a on, beautiful home on the side of a dead lagoon wouldn't on, be, on that just on, yeah. on that note for the, the financial numbers are 10 billion dollars to lose if we do not restore the indian river lagoon within the next 10 years four billion dollars to gain if we do so right. there's far more to lose than there is to gain on a financial aspect and sometimes you have to use that to get people's attention right. who aren't in it we're passionate about it. it isn't about the money for us we love the lagoon but there's other people who you know real estate agents etc right. don't know anything about the lagoon but right. it's we have to engage everybody uh because we need everybody we can on our team so that's really what's important for Billy, and let, uh, let me jump in i want to ask is you there something. a c all of the above the 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 lagoon proper, meaning the Indian River Lagoon, which includes Mosquito Lagoon, is what something like a hundred and fifty miles of estuary. Basically, you've got the tidal influence that comes in at Ponce Inlet, and the nearest. And I'm not even gonna get. I'm not. I'm not gonna count the locks down at at Port Canaveral. You have to go all the way down to the very south end of Brevard County to Sebastian Inlet. So you've got such an expansive distance. Are there different components or different ideas of what needs to happen from zone to zone or section to section? Like, how is it being broken down? Because, I mean, that's a massive amount of miles between one end to the other and obviously to to give the input up here on the north end where we are is one thing but what might help or i mean let's face it the mosquito lagoon has very few houses below oak hill down to nasa so it's not like we're not really affected as much by say um the like sewage it, discharges this, or yeah exactly like that. but like down in like the cocoa beach area like whether it's you know the the banana river or the indian river lagoon you know around sykes creek that's like super populated so how how are they looking at it holistically so that we're all on the same page Basically, what what they've done is take a, a very proactive, uh, you know, measure to kind of engage everybody from different parts of the lagoon. And uh, what they did was they reached out to uh, different groups of people, the most engaged uh, stakeholders, if you will, uh, not only in the scientific community but in the citizens community, which would be, for example, in Belusia County. There's someone from Marine Discovery Center. Uh, there's myself. Uh, there's also another fishing guide, Frank Renau, and uh, there's also uh, a, a PhD marine biologist from Save the Manatee, Katie Tripp. She's on the board with us, or the uh, committee with us, excuse me. And uh, what they're doing is trying to gain 
as many different perspectives as possible from these individual regions and then figure out the best management plan for these different sections of the lagoon because it is such a big estuary. It's 156 miles long. It spans five counties. And, you know, what works up here may not work down there because the problems are indeed different. Even though the lagoon has the same sickness, per se, throughout the whole lagoon, the causation of that sickness varies from area to area, both in intensity, of course, and in direct, you know, effect of what's happening. Down in the south end of the Indian River, it's more discharges from Lake Okeechobee, whereas up here it's more nutrient loading from human waste and fertilizer and things like that. So what they're, what they're trying to do is engage a number of people from many different groups within each county to get a really solid perspective on what's going on in the water and how that's uh, you know, affecting the lagoon. Let and, me let but, me ask you something. You, you said uh, Katie is on the council as a stakeholder, much like yourself or a liaison, however, however your title is. Have you been in the room and had any opportunity or even on the sidelines had an opportunity to discuss with her what we see specifically in Mosquito Lagoon with regards to manatees and the impact that they're having due to the unnatural conditions that the um, power plants have created because I can tell you anecdotally that last weekend I had a, I had a great friend um, in town from Colorado and for it to be the middle of February I had to take evasive action to avoid collisions with a manatee on two occasions. And it's just unheard of. It is to, to, to have that type of incident in a, in the month of February. I mean, yeah, it's, it's been a warm winter, but I can go back to the summer and it's every flat that I know that has a depth of water that allows for a manatee to comfortably it's it's insane i mean i saw behavior last summer in oak hill in the intercoastal waterway i i i don't want to say jokingly but i made the observation that we're watching manatees who are so hungry rising like trout in a freshwater freestone river eating a a freaking bug grass. hatch well dislodged grass they were they were literally I, I saw 45 to 50 manatees rising to eat floating grass their behavior has changed they're usually grazing off the bottom but they're so such little grass it's like you know, I, you know me, Billy. I, I'm just a simple dude from Tennessee. You know, you can only put so many cows in a pasture before you, you you turn the pasture into a mud pit. Absolutely. You don't you don't have to be a marine biologist to be able to to ascertain that as a fact. Uh, and, and, and just to, just to mention something, I know you just you just said something very important as far as observation was anecdotal. Anecdotal is important though, especially depending on the source where it comes from. The more you're on the water, when people see things, don't. That's that's one of the main messages from the IRL Council. Don't discount, you know, individual anecdotal per se uh, observations because sometimes anecdotal observations are, are superior to to 
uh, emotional opinions, etc. Back to the manatees. Basically, in a nutshell, real quick, the synopsis for everybody. What's happened was the North Banana River Lagoon, the no-motor zone, was essentially where all the manatees preferred to live. Uh, I would say, I, I don't know the exact percentage, but maybe 75% of the lagoon's manatees preferred to live there. The reason being is because they, the flats in the Banana River were deeper, they had more grass concentration, and where they dredged certain areas uh, to fill in where the clubhouse was, which is an old fishing spot up there where Pad 39A currently sits, and uh, also where they dredged in over by Pintail Creek where it comes out, where now the uh, Cape Canaveral uh, Air Force lakes are is what they're called. When they dredged all these areas, they, they made deep basins in the Banana River. The, between the combination of the deep basins, no boats, and deeper grass flats, the manatees had a utopia there. And, of course, when winter came, they would shoot through the barge canal to the Port St. John power plants and just sit there in a sauna all winter long. Uh -huh. And then as soon as it was warm enough for them to, 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 to venture out from that, they would start to, of course, spread back out into the lagoon. As soon as the Banana River started to decline, which unfortunately was the first place in the lagoon system to lose its seagrass, the manatees started to spread out. Then they were in the Indian River. And now, of course, they've all congregated in Mosquito Lagoon because it's literally one of the only areas with any decent concentrations of seagrass left, if you could call it decent, of course. Uh, and, and we're seeing manatees do bizarre behaviors, uh, backside of the water, uh, potentially exposing themselves to sunburn, skin cancers. Their skin is sensitive, just like ours. And uh, under the water, they have a little bit more protection. But if you ever see a manatee's belly, the manatee's belly is white and their back is dark. They, they produce melanin just like we do. So these manatees really spending hours point. a day with their, their backs out of the water. I've seen manatees be... out of the water eating foraging off of red mangroves. Oh, I, absolutely. They're, they're eating mangroves. Even some of the manatees that aren't capable or have not made it up to uh, Mosquito Lagoon to graze upon the grass that's left there. There's pictures and videos from manatees literally pulling themselves out of the water to graze on St. Augustine grass on the side of canals and stuff. That they're, is they're wild. Literally half <laughs> like the especially towards the like water. around Irma. Yeah, ha literally half the manatee out of the water uh, trying to get food, and uh, they're desperate. Now, I, I want to make something clear. I have nothing against manatees. They're a native species to this Amen. area. They're, they're, well, here's the deal, okay? The estuary is imperiled. All species within the estuary deserve an equal amount of protection, okay? Manatees, unfortunately, appear to be prioritized in many ways, and that's not fair to the rest of the estuary, and it could be having a negative effect. Yeah. Manatees produce up to 6 to 8% of the entire nitrogen load on the lagoon. But what's, what's, what's worse is that they're eating the seagrass faster than it can grow back in some areas. Now, I don't have a scientific you know, paper to exactly prove that, per se, but anybody that's on the water can see what's happening. There's very little grass. The manatees graze so heavily where the areas are that we're seeing the grass try to grow back, and of course it disappears right away, that it's it's easy to see that. Now, in speaking uh, with Katie about this it, briefly, I haven't had a chance to sit down with her and talk about it yet. We've been so busy, but I have chatted with her briefly about this. Uh, Save the Manatee seems to have a consensus that the science has been done for the lagoon's manatees, and uh, that it, it, it may not be as big of a problem as it, as it could be. And yeah. well, it, it wasn't a problem before when the lagoon was healthy, uh, it is a problem perhaps now, not so much because of the fact that the manatees don't deserve to live here, but they may be impeding a recovery uh, because of the fact that they have unnatural circumstances that are giving them an advantage over what their biological oh, yeah. ability would have naturally been. Normally, the manatees would migrate south from the lagoon, 
uh, perhaps very far south, even down to the very south end of the Indian River Lagoon or further south than that, because uh, there was no true warm water overwintering sites here in the lagoon system. So that essentially gave this part of the lagoon months of the year without any kind of presence of manatees before they would migrate their way back up in, you know, let's say March or April or something like that on a normal winter year. So, uh, But, of, of course, with the power plants now, it's eliminated that migration. Um which isn't isn't helping the lagoon. Any manatees are a keystone species for the lagoon. Anytime you, you modify a keystone species migratory patterns, it's going to have a negative impact on on any ecosystem in which they exist. That's why they're a keystone species. Yeah. Uh, so do you see like uh, you know we've taken a few vi- variables out of the you know natural equation with the power plants, but do you see a uh, an equilibrium to be reached like maybe you know with the Less population, Banana River of uh, these manatees, uh, you know, as they eat the grass in Mosquito Lagoon. Do you, are, do you think there's going to be a kind of equilibrium where the grass in Banana River might start to come back, and uh, another migration and concentration being, you know, directed south? Well, that's you know, right now, if we can if we can fix the lagoon to the point where uh, there's enough seagrass for the current population of manatees to sustainably exist. The question then becomes, how, how much more is the population going to increase? Because if you look at the data when it comes to manatee numbers, there are more manatees in Brevard County than anywhere in the state. As a matter of fact, one-third of the entire manatee population for the state of Florida lives in Brevard and Volusia County. Uh, over 2,000 animals live, live in this area uh, at the most recent count of 6,000-something animals total. So the concentration here is, is unlike anywhere else in the state and unlike anything that's ever been seen before in this particular area when you talk to people who lived here far before the manatees were threatened or imperiled by any kind of boat action or, or you know, you got to remember these animals were never hunted uh, in large numbers. They weren't hunted towards extinction. Uh, the, the reason that we protect them uh, as a threatened species is because their numbers are just naturally low. Uh, you know, what the baseline for the population was prior to European settlement, uh, of course, is debatable. But, you know, they're, they're, it just boils down to the amount of habitat and the amount of manatees and how their, their migration patterns work. So as far as an equilibrium, uh, it, it's questionable if that can be – if that would be reached because with this unnatural warm water source, it's allowed these manatees to grow in such numbers that it may not be sustainable for the future of their, of their you know, population in this particular area. Uh, and, of course, if you look at the numbers too – more manatees die in Brevard County than any other place in Florida uh, just because there's so many more here, not because they're necessarily well, hit Billy, more here. Billy, when it comes to that, I, I I recall like probably a month and a half, let's say six weeks ago, I saw a report on the evening news on a local channel um, that X number of manatees had, had died in the past year and that it was a record number that that was the lead headline record number of manatee deaths this year but as a matter of percentage the numbers of the well, statistically herd yeah. had had increased but the the ratio the the amount like statistically was about the same as ever and and that's my concern is do we place one species on a pedestal over another because we we're seeing this explosion in numbers highest counts in 
recorded history of manatees, yet we see dramatic declines, again, anecdotally, of the breeder redfish that make Mosquito Lagoon what it is. And, and it, it's, it's, it's like, not how, just... how do you balance that out? And, and my question is, the council, do they have any inclination to look at drastic measures of making, like, the National Wildlife Refuge and the seashore are managed by federal authorities but they follow state regulations is there ever any hope that they're gonna say hey you know what state regulations are one thing but we're gonna we're gonna create like a, you know it's almost like uh micromanage the estuary exactly uh, and, and like you know go somewhere crazy like catch and release only you can't possess a possess a fish within the boundaries of this and it, it still leaves anybody that wants to go out and eat a redfish can go outside of the boundaries of the park and do it. But let's, like, give it a fucking rest already. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and you know, all, all these all these topics, whether it be manatees or, or fish populations, um, that, that's where our input uh, to the council really comes into play because they want to hear what the citizens have to say. And they want to hear everybody's opinion. Because things like catch and release in the lagoon and other things with the with the declining fish stocks we're seeing and other other impacts to the estuary, these things could easily, with the stroke of a pen in some cases, be enacted. And uh, yes, these are all on the table uh, for for consideration uh, for the 2018 CCMP Comprehensive Conservation Management Plan that we're coming out with uh, at some point in time later this year, which will be kind of the guideline that we present to the local municipalities and even all the way up to congress everybody gets a copy of this and it, it's essentially the best management practices going forward and everything is on the table uh as far as what the possibilities are uh that's where the stakeholders come into play and that's where they want to hear from people so you know the issues with with uh what we're seeing with the manatee numbers and what we're seeing with fish declines and, and other things like that that really should have some kind of attention uh are are certainly up for consideration and uh part of part of what the council is going to be doing in the near future is having these meetings called the listening to the lagoon meetings and essentially what these meetings are is we're just kind of we were getting our feet you know wet with it just just a little bit here in this past year figuring out how to handle these meetings and how to uh deal with them and essentially they're having the citizens advisory committees from each individual county host the meeting uh for the council so the, uh, the the council staff, the executive director, and those will be at the be at these meetings. But essentially, the meetings are are hosted by the uh, people that are on the citizens advisory committee. So we're directly engaging with the other stakeholders who are, uh, you know, part of this problem, part of the the groups that care. And essentially, it's going to be something along the lines of where we can literally uh, have like little buzzers. They, they have uh, a system where they can. Uh, everybody's going to have like a little, uh, it's one of the things we discussed last time that they're going to get the system where everybody can have something that they can vote with or input with and, uh, be able to engage with during the meeting so that you're not just sitting there listening to people talk and then only one or two people have a chance to say something. When, uh, and the meetings can go on as long as necessary when to do you, cover everybody's concerns. When do you think the, um, the dates for these meetings might come about? 
That's a good question. We've, we've had a couple, and they, and they do them every couple months, uh, and they, they, they generally have been doing them county by county. Uh, but I was having a discussion the other day with uh, Dr. Dwayne DeFries, the executive director, and now he's by any means not off limits from anybody. Anybody, any of you who want to call him, speak with him personally, you want to just, just you had a, a day in the water and you saw something strange. You want to call him and say, hey, there was this really weird concentration of, of Mac browser I've never seen before, or you know, the lagoon is in bloom now or whatever. You just have questions. You can always reach out to these people and uh, they will certainly, uh, you know, do their best to communicate with you and make sure that they're, that they're covering these bases. But uh, essentially with these meetings, the, the goal is to engage these stakeholders and get everybody uh, connected with the, with the council and try to get as much information, disseminate as much information as possible so that we can come up with a truly comprehensive management plan so that we're, we're covering all the bases and making sure that we're not leaving anybody out uh, or any opinions out for that matter uh, when it comes to the final solution. Now, some people, of course, will have radical opinions and, and whatnot, but uh, when it, with enough people putting information and in, it gives enough data points that it really will allow the council to form a great plan that we can go forward with, hopefully, uh, and, and figure out the best management plans to reduce nutrients for the lagoon and manage its individual species on a, on a better you know basis than where they may have been currently managed. Because all, all the current management plans were from 2008, and that was before any of this stuff happened. That's so, from a while back. Yes, it happens every 10 years, so they just don't have – what's at play now wasn't in play then. So it's important that we come up with a, with a uh, this is, in fact, probably one of the most important documents that, that has been in regards to the lagoon that's being created because this is going to be the, the, the guidelines for Wait, what goes forward. Now, here, here's, here's what I want to say because we kind of need to wrap it up, and, and I want you to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a couple things here, and then I want to hear your thoughts on it, and, and that's how we're going to wrap it up. The impact of – the average Joe, the, the the guys like are sitting here in Oak Hill doing the doing the podcast tonight. We're guys that we're not out there every day, but we're out there enough that we've seen the changes over the past few years. And when we see things that are affecting the lagoon that we love, the estuary that we know is special, and we speak up. For example, for the last few years, we had the boss man tournament going on and we spoke up, we raised awareness and you know what? It's 2018 and there's no boss man tournament because people had a voice, they were heard and it went away because it was just contrary to caring about the lagoon and I hope that what you think is going on with this listening tour is the same type of impact can happen where the folks that really love appreciate and want to share this with future generations are going to have a voice they're going to be heard and that's the kind of impact they can have absolutely and and that that's the the whole goal of I, I I've never been involved with anything like this where the most important perspective is that of the stakeholders. It's 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 been expressed to me over and over again that that is what the council wants to hear is what 
people have to say. They don't want to tell you what they have to say. The executive director, Dwayne DeFries, he's, he's a Ph.D. marine biologist. He's a brilliant man. He knows all the issues of the lagoon just like we do. But he wants to hear – he's not here to tell you what he thinks. He wants to hear what you think because there's always things that we can miss. And, yes, they will be taken very seriously. And, uh, you know, the views that, that people are going to have for the lagoon going forward are – going to be dictated based upon what we do now because if this is this is make or break you know the lagoon's in trouble and uh you know the council knows that and we need to get the opinions of of everybody who matters and everybody who who is involved with this and that's where our group of anglers in particular you know there's a lot of people who are involved with this who are just you know environmentalists or they really care about the lagoon because it's it's pretty or they like dolphins or they like manatees etc uh but you know the largest group of people who are directly engaged with the lagoon without a doubt are anglers. And, you know, it's, it's kind of something that's become a pet project of mine to get these people involved. And with, with, in regards to these particular meetings that I was talking about, the ones that we've been having are just kind of open to anybody. And and of course they will be any, any meeting we do will be open to anybody. Uh, But we want to focus on a particular series of meetings, perhaps, especially in this Northern area where we can bring together the anglers uh, both the guides and, of course, the wreck anglers and everybody, and, and, and come to a consensus on what we need to do to have best management practices moving forward, whether it be catch and release, perhaps no, no, no uh, weigh-in tournaments, um, you know, simple things like that, which are, again, pen-stroke changes that could be implemented by certain jurisdictions, whether it be the refuge or FWC or whatever. And, uh, you know, those are going to be the important things that we're going to take away from these meetings, because, you know, if you say, well, I've seen all the grass gone and I've seen that stuff, of course, a lot of people are already talking about that. So we, we really want to hear what the anglers in particular, especially when it comes to the management of the fish populations, uh, have to say and, and find out, you know, what, what might've been missed or what might've been overlooked and come up with a really good plan to move forward and, and give ourselves a good shot at having, you know, a future with this estuary before we, you know, get to a point where it's too late because nobody wants to see that happen. And uh, absolutely you know, not. And, amen. And, and here's the and, thing: we are going to continue to be the voice and the sentinel that is standing alongside the lagoon to protect it. We want to hear voices like yours, and we appreciate the time and the effort that you're putting into representing us. But we also want to be involved, so we're going to lean real hard on you. Keep us involved. Let us know the dates of any meetings that are coming up. We're going to continue on our Facebook page sharing any of your timely, informative posts on Facebook about when and where. And we're going to come fill the room, and we hope that anybody that happens to listen that's local, that cares and loves the lagoon like the rest of us, will show up as well. Because, like you said, this is a plan for the next 10 years. And the time to do something is fucking now. So, listen, we really do, sincerely, Billy, we appreciate what you're doing. Keep us informed. We're going to stay in close contact with you. We want everybody that listens to our podcast to really get involved. If you can't go to a meeting, send an email. Get on the record. Do something. Do something. You know, the the struggles of the Everglades and Save the Everglades Now really picked up momentum. There's a lot of people behind it. And 
we've got some of the same situations going on up here and we just need to get community engagement community involvement leadership like you're showing billy is very important and we want to be part of that we appreciate your time we appreciate you taking the the few minutes to talk about the issues that are facing the lagoon and we're gonna we're gonna be right there with you so that's that's keep really us important. informed on the on the schedule of when we can have our voices heard no doubt absolutely and uh, i appreciate you guys taking the time to spread the good word and to be uh the stewards of the lagoon that you all are uh and of course you know we just got to keep slowly but surely changing the culture and uh, moving in the right direction and some of the things are, are happening uh in a positive light and I, one thing i do want to just mention real quick uh, before we go something that uh has, has recently one of the most recent tidbits i'll put out there for lagoon science that we kind of uh the, the most recent stuff that we figured out is before recently there's been a lot of debate as to where the the majority of the nitrogen in the lagoon is coming from uh it's been kind of an enigma of sorts uh some people say it's it's fertilizer some pe people say it's septic some people say it's whatever you know just just non-point source runoff uh what has recently been found based upon analyzing the macroalgae that we all see so much concentration in the lagoon the big red balls of, of spuria filamentosa and a ton of that shit around lately Absolutely. So essentially what scientists have recently done is take those algaes and they were able to, because the algae grows so fast, it absorbs the nutrients that are in the water. And what they were able to do is take those algaes and using scientific processes, figure out what concentrations of what type per se of nitrogen uh, was in the algae using uh, isotopes, uh, uh, delta 15N, which is basically the, the, the ratio of the two stable isotopes of nitrogen. They were able to to see based upon that where the source of the nitro the most nitrogen in our system is coming from. And what did and they find that out to be? Jet ski. The nit the nitrogen that is in the algae matches the directly uh with that found in human wastewater. Well, you it's know, literally the smoking gun. Hey, it's interesting that they were able to check the isotopes and, and, and do all the scientific stuff, but if they'd have just given us a call anecdotally sure. we could have told them on oh, many on many occasions i've seen corn in that red algae <laughs> so i mean what the fuck it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out I it's poop it. i do it. it's no. fucking I poop to, i was trying to stay quiet i wasn't so, gonna say anything all right well listen billy thank you for your time we're gonna Pleasure, stay 100 on top of it with you Thank you for leading the charge. Keep us informed on the next date, and we will get the information out there. We'll see. You, we'll see you in a couple of few weekends over here at the table with us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we want to oh, have yeah. you in house yeah. for the next time we're talking right. about oh, this. Of, mm -hmm. of course, I'd love to join y'all. Y'all just give me a call, and I'll be I'll be down there anytime. So. All right. Sounds good, brother. Hey, awesome. have a good weekend. Thanks, bud. Thanks a bunch. Hey, you guys too. Tyler. All right. See All right. <laughs> see you, buddy. Bye, bye. bye. All right. Well. There's a little insight into the uh, That's more than a little insight. Project yeah, Poopy Water <laughs> that we've got going on yeah, in the lagoon. True. So, so uh, basically what's destroyed the lagoon is doo doo. Yeah. Doo doo brown. Right. Of course you had to I could have swore it was jet skis at first. <laughs> I thought it was jet skis. Fucking jet skis. <laughs> For a minute I, and then I, I was there with you. <laughs> I was like jet skis I, preach, brother, preach. I know. And then it turns out to be me and you. You know, it's natural. <laughs> Corn eating motherfuckers. I know. I don't know what I don't know what else to do. 
crap happens. All right. Yeah. Well, I think it's about time for a little breakage, and uh, we're going to come sure. back with a fucking shitty beer review. Oh, God. Nothing, I'm going to sew it up. Nothing <laughs> I'm going like, to sew it up. Nothing Anything like a for shitty the lagoon. beer review. I don't need to go anymore. Let's just, anything for the lagoon. I'm going to sew the thing up. What? You know what I mean? No. 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 Doo-doo is killing the fucking lagoon. <laughs> oh, you're just going to sew up your butthole? Yeah. I'm just going to sew you're it You're done. Up. Yeah. He's done. Yeah, I'm done with Quite it. Quite literally. You're yeah. going to be done. <laughs> Carl's going to be full of shit forever, ever. Right. Ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's get a break. We'll talk more. We'll talk more later. Details. A lot of we'll details, details I got to work out here. <laughs> more details well, at 11. Live, gentlemen. Oh. All right. So that was a hell of a segment. It was very, very serious. Informative. Very segment. informative. Very serious. Very, very serious. Makes me wish I almost pursued a real degree. Well, it makes me feel like I should have pursued a real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's well, yeah. it, it's it is uh of importance to what's going on here locally. I know, but I'm very yes. low consequence. The um, <laughs> low risk. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I came away from that conversation thinking was um, cousin Eddie here in the Taylor Park with the shitter being full. Oh, you talking about that <laughs> cousin Pete shitter's full? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I live in a trailer park and. There's probably a good chance that some corn went down the gutter from here. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe I should uh, stop pointing fingers and start doing something here locally. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the thing is, is don't direct deposit, I think is another thing. <laughs> maybe don't go so don't, full on. Don't, like, don't take Sam on the skiff. Well, we were talking about quillins earlier. Uh-huh. Quillins, a couple of them big old... F- 14 16 inch long tacos before you go fishing for the day with your pals you don't want to be running the rooster tail up in the mangroves well things happen i mean i I, i'm not one to judge but do everything in your power to right you know protect the environment yeah well it's all uh, about the goalie really you know if you got a good goalie got a good goaltender there dike roads are thin though hold on tight Dyke roads are thin. (laughs) (laughs) 
Even if you not quite sure what that means. Well, it means if, if you, if you it, it, maybe it, have an issue on a dike road, it might spray into the water. I don't know. Exactly. I do know what is important. Mark was uh, kind enough as a guest to uh, show up with uh, some delicious shitty, shitty beer. Shitty. Thanks for that, bringing that, the shitty stuff. That, we, that we've waited till the very end right. to like fucking finally be like, all right, fuck it, we'll drink it. It's a lager. Is it a lager? It is. It's a eight percent. Sixteen Florida ounces of lager. Florida <laughs> ounces. Of lager. <laughs> Thank God we're not in Alabama. Yeah. A L O Z lager. This is F L O Z lager. So uh Carl, I, I can't think of a better person to uh, announce the name of this beer well, than yourself. What does the star mean? Uh, mm. As seen on TV. Asterisk. Yeah. Well, it probably means you're going to be sleeping in the woods tonight. <laughs> <laughs> under it the is, stars. Yeah. You'll be sleeping under the stars tonight after this This one. beer is made for urban outdoorsmen. <laughs> it's brewed and canned by the Anheuser Busch. Urban outdoorsmen. Uh, yeah, St. Louis, Missouri. No it's, way. Yeah, Show it's, me where it says that. Right there. Right in the, the small print. I don't uh, have my glasses on, so yeah. I'm taking you at your word. It is called... The Natty Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> the Natty Daddy. And the where daddy. where on earth did the Natty Daddy come from? Little gas station in Titusville. Titusville. Titusville, Florida. No, they came up from the south. Because so. I'll be honest with you, I have never seen the Natty never. Daddy before. Never. And that's what drew me to it. And hopefully it's not. <laughs> This is a fucking craft beer, fellas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's the real deal. <laughs> this is the shiz. Mm-hmm. Sweet. And it's in a pounder. So, Six, yeah, 16 ounce. It's a tall one. Now, I'm going right, to go ahead. So, I'm so, going to do a sip. Hold on. Before you take a sip, understand this. No matter what you think about this beer and the flavor of this beer, the last person finished with this beer has to drink what's left in the fridge, and you don't even fucking want to know what I've got for you. Oh, so God. three, two, one. <laughs> oh, God, that's horrible. <laughs> he was fucking with me. <laughs> Carl's like got like a half an ounce left. <laughs> I went hard. That was the most went, beautiful thing we've ever seen. Awesome. Natty Daddy. I went so fucking hard. God. <laughs> These two gentlemen <laughs> just, just tip it on back. I think me and Mark, notice, me notice and Mark were like, fuck it. Hey. Eye to yeah, eye. You guys were like, Boom. I looked over. I seen Mark going. I was like, fuck, you got to jump on me, man. I was, Andrew started, and Andrew happened to like look out of his left eye and saw me just sitting here fucking grinning. Just so like, he yeah. backed the fuck off. Mark was like, "Fucking no holds barred, man." He was gone, and and he had like his sixty foot time was low. He came out of the hole fucking hard, and I and I was pedaling the fucking thing to keep up. And as it turns out, about fourteen and a half ounces yeah. later. 
<laughs> There's nothing else in the fridge to be scared of. I'm telling you, <laughs> about halfway down, yeah. it started tasting like the it started tasting like the bathtub pan. that it that it was made in, and <laughs> I started to panic. Yeah. Well, Carl, God, the lagoon you. water. Since it's since uh, <laughs> it is an eight percenter, and it's not the first one you've had. No, we I've, we I've need to we need to get a report from skiff outfitters oh um i believe that you might be uh starting I, to bring in some custom tied locally sourced well locally sourced small batch artisan small batch right artisan, artisan. so love it yeah. the long and the <laughs> let me just get a belch out before i you know that might be because of the joke that just happened right um so we've got you know, I've got the the little boat shop, and I've got a. I was blessed with a nice little office there, so you know, fully permitted and licensed, by the way. All right, fire. You know, fire code, all the all the rest of that. Um, I had lovely Miss Annie come in uh, and paint the office. Very nice. Painted. Went and bought some floors for it. But I haven't put them in yet. But the uh, the stuff's kind of flowing in to do a, um, I don't know how you'd explain it. Almost like a sundries and uh, yeah, kind of you know like a little like a little like a pro shop. Yeah, yeah, All right. little pro shop, but um, an old old contact of mine, um, Ben at Fifty Seven Flies is the first box to come in. Uh, we're gonna kind of do a few, you know, smaller individuals that you know tie flies as for a living. Um, kind of feature them, I guess. I so like it. have I don't know half a dozen displays in the office of you know guys around Florida, whatever stuff that we'd actually use here. Um, in there and have you know separate displays of and know, for Ben they'll and, be for sale oh yeah yeah they'll be for sale and you know Ben at 57 flies will have you know his particular I don't know uh we were talking about a few ideas for you know just kind of merchandising you know uh display I know uh, we were talking about it before we ever got started There's yeah a couple of pretty good ideas that yeah you, might you know make. stuff that a few might hang on the wall and do some uh maybe like an old piling or something in there uh-huh. where somebody else's stuff might be but you know a few guys and i i know a, a few guys locally that tie flies but have you know those particular people's flies in there and try to keep like a you know a decent you know pre-tied pre-packaged well you um, know the nice thing is you're shopping local yeah, you're supporting local artisans. Yeah, all guys tires. that like fish in Florida that are actually into it. It's not like you know, and and not to you know, kind of speak bad, speak poorly, but like you know the big like Umqua or whatever, like the big yeah like companies. These are just dudes, right? You know, um, that kind of share the share the same interests and passions and make their living doing the thing. So, you know, it might not be a fully full ripped you know tackle shop but you know while you're having your boat worked on or whatever or if you're in the neighborhood swing through have a look through the flies and well, keep I, t- I took a look uh as you were unboxing yeah and there's 
some stuff in there that I oh, plan yeah. on you not leaving with. Ben went berserk. I mean, we, we yeah. came up with, where I was thinking about, about 12 kind of spots. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need 100 flies per spot, but it's, you know, 12 types. Or A nice 12 dozen different yeah, patterns. Yeah. yeah. So you have, maybe if it's the same same pattern in two different sizes, you know, right? Uh, six rows, two columns, whatever it may be for each each tire. Four columns, yeah. three rows. So I mean, you could. Uh, I was thinking, actually thinking of like art shows. When you go into like a gallery, yeah, and like an art show, you know, everybody's got their kind of piece. piece. Well, you have your piece. A, a fly tire has a piece. Twelve different. I like know, colors or patterns or I mean. I'm sure there's guys out there could, could tie the same quan, the same, you know, like bait fish pattern that kills in 12 different colors that look rad. I'll be honest with you. I'm jealous of anybody that can tie consistently the same fly over and over and yes. over. Oh, yeah. Because yes. when I tie, it's one little shit show after another there's nothing different fight every time yeah yeah yeah. you know yeah and and it's weird because it's like are you counting hairs like this guy must be counting hair because like the same a lot of it to me a lot of it to me comes down to the right amount of material and more important than the right amount of material is like the number of wraps like Oh yeah, I over wrap shit, like continuously. Like you know, it's like a fucking wad of wax well, thread with a small piece of raccoon hair. I, you know, I mean, we're not tying. I've blue seen wing olives. Yeah, no. So I've seen some of Larry stuff, and uh, let me tell you, <laughs> the uglier the better. That's my motto. I'm there. I'll. I can. Ne- I can. I don't have the grounds to speak poorly of these flies I've, I've got a vice i couldn't tell you where it is but i i own one um i don't think i've ever caught a fish on my one of my own flies ever oh when that happens for the first time yeah. you'll start tying more yeah um uh, but uh, but even when i do like larry catches fish on his flies but I've looked at them and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure a, a lot of other people have too. But they were, they, you know, it's a a working flock. The uglier the better. Oh, it's less intimidating. It's like going into the bar. Well, that's that's yeah. my approach uh, with fly tying. Well, okay, so if I go into the bar, it's called hog hunting. If I go into the bar, <laughs> <laughs> it's called hog. Hunting. I don't, I don't yeah. want anybody to be intimidated by beauty. Just like when I tie a shitty no. fly, I don't want the redfish to be intimidated right. by how perfect this fly is. So I equate that it's the same story, but from my kind of perspective, uh-huh. it's like you going to the bar, being super drunk, and going after ugly chicks that are yeah. 80, 90, 200 pounds overweight. Hmm. Same thing. like A little less severe. Yeah. A little less severe. 175 pounds overweight. <laughs> so my flies weren't ugly enough. They were too pretty. Right. For you the big uglies. Well, the <sighs> thing is, is, is Larry's throwing this thing out there being like, 
no redfish is going to be like too good for this fly. That's right. right. Because yeah. it's just it's just this it's just it's a laid back it's a mercy fly. Right. right. It's a mercy fly. It's one going to eat it just out of fucking pity for my right. inability right. to tie. Right. Yeah. I see it. Is, Larry's, is, that, is that about right? Yeah. Sounds like a pity fest over here. Right. Larry's catching fish on pity flies. That's mm. right. I'd love to see. Uh, we should have like a, like a tie off or something. I want to see you tie. I don't think Carl can. I do pig pig offs. I pig don't offs? do. Tie, yeah, pig offs. Hold on. Like baked beans. Like pig like a Deja vu. Like yeah. What's pig a pig off? Well, it's just like when somebody's like, "Hey, bro," and you're like, "What's up?" And you're like, "Want to fight?" No, I'm too tired. Do a pig off. Just whip your pig out. <laughs> Whoever's pig's greater. Wins, and then you just go home. So you don't win often. What's that? What? (laughs) (laughs) Pig off. I'm not going to have a pig. (laughs) It's like fighting, but way lazier. (laughs) Next question. All right. (laughs) Next question. (laughs) What kind of bars are you fancying? West Coast of Florida. Makes sense. Right. West side. West side. West side. Kind of like the game gay chicken. Gay chicken, I've got (laughs) a lot of buds, (laughs) a lot of bros. I'll tell you, I couldn't get into it, but I got. (laughs) I couldn't get into the game. You can watch. I've never even heard of this game, so I'm. Yeah. Gay chicken is when you go in to make out with one of your buddies and whoever like chickens Backs out first. first. Like Sounds as like a you puss. two have a lot to talk about. But the thing is, it's like it just ends up with like okay. a couple dudes making out. Think, and I'm like, I'm not into it, this. Do you think it's game. an accident that the two guys nope, that just chugged all. the eight percent beers <laughs> are now talking about gay nope. chicken and looking at each other? Me and Mark yeah. look look at our eyes look. like our eyes are just locked, locked. with natty daddies. I think we're gonna have to walk them to their cars. No, walk us <laughs> separately. To the, walk us to the Edgewater Woods where we're gonna be sleeping later. We're drinking natty daddies. <laughs> Natty daddies. Oh my I got the God. camp set up. Yeah. It's a tarp. <laughs> and a bunch of natty daddies. A pillow of natty daddies. Maybe. Of natty daddy cans. Well, Maybe. I appreciate the beer, but. Natty daddy was is salt. Is, is these. Well, you didn't ever taste it. No. Oh, well, I kind of did now. It's chemicals. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, bleach. It's a, I, it's what I imagine the bottom of like a Chuck yeah. E. Cheese playground tastes like. Oh, oh, that's like pee, like ball and, pit. Yeah, yeah, like pee, but that's been killed with bleach and for thirty years. Gross. Pretty much one of the last items of business that I think we need to throw out there. Now that we have a an official name. Taylor Trash. Taylor Trash. Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. If you might happen to have an idea, whether it's just a quick message of describing your idea, or if you happen to be somebody that knows their way around a computer as a graphic designer, 
or a gay chicken. Or a gay chicken. Or if you want, or if you feel like <laughs> we're gonna, gay we're gonna need to uh, <laughs> work on a, a sticker really soon. Oh yeah. So uh, this is kind of the call for crowdsourcing. We have a few ideas. We're gonna be working on a few ideas for a, a very, very, very limited edition run of our own artwork that's gonna be coming up. I do art. I do farts. Um, so that's called one upmanship and you win and, and help us with uh, hanging hearts some ideas let us know reach out to us on whatever social media platform you might find appropriate we'll be coming out with uh, are we going to be doing a podcast next weekend um, you're in Nashville right well I'll be leaving the second half of the weekend to head up to Nashville. Okay. So maybe a Thursday or Friday. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Okay. We could probably work it out. Um, I'll need to give you guys a rundown because I'll be in Miami. Okay. Oh, yeah. where? My, 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 Miami. 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 I don't know what you're talking about. Moon's over. So maybe we will, maybe <laughs> we won't. Um, so Sounds good. We'll figure no, it out. No hammer. So, hanging hog. Long story short, we're uh, pretty much wrapping this one. Wrapping up. this one up. Um, Very solid. Big show. thank you to Mark. Fifty-seven flies. Fifty-seven flies. Fifty-seven flies. To Mark for the beard. Uh, oh yeah, as bad the, as it may be. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what was not bad. Chris was, uh, Rivera Trizzi. for Chris Rivera. The uh, coffee beer, right? It's not coffee that was beer. Chris, we had two beer reviews tonight. We did have like a super. Oh, we had one. We had yeah. the pinky from the highest out. high to the pinky lowest low to the finish off with right. the I'm about to pass Trailer out. Trailer crash. Yeah. Pinky out to pinky <laughs> way in. <laughs> <laughs> Tucked the fuck in. Yeah. Oh, Carl, geez. I will have to tell you. Mad respect for the, ma- I mean, the level of seriousness with which you took putting that beer to fucking. Oh, that was, yeah, I was, yeah. yeah it was dedication. Yeah. I, I yeah. really wish at times that this was a video vlog. Uh, like, we should all of, wear GoPros on our heads. Yeah, that was because yeah. it was like. I was like, Holy fuck this. Holy shit. <laughs> no hesitation. It was, no like, hesitation. it was like a fountain. It was like, yeah. there was like okay. a little yeah. bit of, yeah. like, you know, it was like bouncing out, you know, it was like, and then like at some point, whether he like looked out of the corner of his eye, he realized everybody's watching me. Right. The fuck? I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done any street racing. Somebody gets a jump on you. You are so far into that right pedal. Yeah. Long skinny one on the right. Oh, God. You're just holding on for the ride. That's what I was doing. Because <laughs> I felt like it, somebody I, I felt like somebody left a little early. I felt you, like I was you, sleeping at the tree. You kept it between the ditches. That's, That's right. all we can ask. All right. Shiny light. side up, baby. <laughs> Shiny side up. So. Well, for all of you uh, that might be sleeping in a forest tonight, um, we bid you adieu. That's and, me and Mark. Uh, Enjoy this is your, our inaugural podcast. Daddy, it, it really is. This is the official first oh, yeah. one. This is number one. Number no, one. We did zero. Oh, no. We did seven yeah. sixteenths, and and we came finally. We're we're here. We're here. We found our way. Christ. And it's good. We, we promise it's it's going to get better from here. The only way to go is up. That's right. <laughs> all, up, all up here. Jump rock, jump rock.
Stone man stop laugh and block off traffic 